to the Love Positivism podcast. I'm your host, Shireen, and I'm the creator of Love Positivism. I'm here to help you on your spiritual and healing journey. I am a certified yoga and meditation teacher, a student of Chinese medicine, a doula, a Reiki practitioner, and a passionate, highly sensitive person. I want to use my knowledge to channel information and messages for you to grow on all levels. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode. I'm so excited to share this week's podcast guest with you. And before introducing her, I just want to thank everyone who's been ordering my book pre-ordering it it's called the law of positivism live a life of higher vibrations love and gratitude and this book has truly been a journey for me to write to just gather everything that I've been talking about and teaching throughout these years and just making it into an easily digestible book that can guide you on your journey of healing, living your highest and fullest potential, finding your own purpose in life and also understanding your body and health from different aspects and different layers. And today's guest shares the same passion as me when it comes to Chinese medicine. And we are talking about one of the most foundational aspects of Chinese medicine, the five elements. And I I speak a little bit about this in my book as well, which is now available to pre-order. If you click the links in the show notes, you can find it. And yeah, I'm just excited to share with you this episode with Rachel Apple. And we wanted to do this episode to share how you can start preparing your body for the spring and during the spring, which is connected to the wood element in Chinese medicine. And my guest, Rachel, is a Colorado licensed acupuncturist and clinical Chinese herbalist. And she's also a a yoga teacher and she is working towards becoming a Vedic meditation teacher um, and she has received her Master's of Acupunctures of, and Chinese Herbal Medicine from Southwest Acupuncture Col- College in Boulder, Colorado. And she has a passion for traditional Chinese medicine, just as me, and she has dealt with her own health issues, just like me, and healed herself with this holistic modality. So we really wanted to share with you how you can just work with this element of wood that starts from the spring and in ancient uh, calendars spring always starts around the 21st of March which is usually the spring equinox so yeah and this this week's episode covers this and with the wood element and uh, spring is connected to the liver and gallbladder organs from the Chinese medicine perspective. So I hope that this can help you right now to balance your body, get some insights from a traditional Chinese medicine perspective to achieve your highest health and well-being right now. 
So thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, if you pre-order my book right now, I do free oracle card readings. Uh, so if you do pre-order it, just screenshot the the receipt and send it to me and I will connect back with you. You can send it through uh, Instagram DM or email me and enjoy this week's episode. Hi Rachel, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much. I'm so glad that you're here and so excited to talk to you today. We just did a Instagram live about the different elements of Chinese medicine and today we're going to dive deeper into the wood element and the springtime which is coming up here now and maybe you want to start by sharing some of your daily mindfulness practices that you do. Yeah, I would love to. Um, so for me, the main thing that I do to stay mindful is I practice Vedic meditation twice every day. Mm -hmm. um, it's a mantra-based meditation, and I practice for about 20 minutes twice a day. And it just, it really has changed my life, has been, you know, one of the key tools in my tool belt. Um, and then I'd say the other big thing for me is spending a lot of time in nature. And um, I live in Boulder, Colorado. So I'm fortunate to be surrounded by beautiful mountains and hikes and amazing trails. So I try to get out on, on the trails as much as possible to really uh, soak in the beauty that surrounds me. And the spirits of the mountains are so amazing. I really miss, um, thank you for sharing that, by the way. I really do agree with you that nature is, if we, we can't figure out how to meditate or have a practice, just start with being out in nature because we're so disconnected, most of us. And if we live in a big city, it's like really hard to connect with the silence in nature and what, what start communicating with nature take time to do that because that's the best way to get back to yourself too yeah absolutely I think you know we spend so much time on our screens and with technology that we kind of forget how healing and simple nature can be and it's um yeah it brings us back to ourselves mm. Yes. And yeah, I'm happy to have you here. I would love for you to introduce yourself to the listeners that maybe haven't seen our Instagram live that we did. So you can start with that. Of course. Yeah. So my name's Rachel Apple and I'm an acupuncturist and Chinese herbalist in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, I'm the founder of Namaha Wellness, which is my private practice in Boulder, and I specialize in Kodatama Anochi medicine, which is a Japanese style of acupuncture and healing, and um, it's really focused on pulse balancing, and um, I also always do body work with every treatment, as similar to shiatsu, so a lot of hands-on um, treatment style 
And I also love working with patients, giving them lifestyle and, and diet recommendations and really, you know, working with the full, the full picture of health. Um, and I kind of got into all of this because I, so I grew up, both of my parents are doctors. And so I was always surrounded by medicine and healing and um, was always very interested in the body and the healing systems of the body. Um, and then when I moved to Boulder about 10, 11 years ago, I discovered a lot of alternative healing modalities like acupuncture and herbalism and yoga and meditation and all of these things that I found to be extremely healing and much gentler on the body um, than maybe some aspects of Western medicine that I had experienced. And so, yeah, I just kind of dove into that. And, um, you know, it also, I, I got pretty sick back in 2015. I had um, shingles and chronic fatigue sy syndrome and was just kind of a mess. <laughs> and acupuncture was one of the main things that really got me back on my feet. And so that was, after that was when I decided to go back to school and study this medicine and um, make it my livelihood. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And of course, it's it's so uh, it's a common thing that I hear from all of us that are working with health and wellness that we have our own experience in it. So it really is sometimes the catalyst for us doing the work that we do. Absolutely. Yeah, I would say every single one of my classmates was healing something during school, which can be interesting to, you know, all be in that together. But um, yeah, we're all always healing ourselves as well as each other. So it's, it's a never ending process. Exactly. And yeah, what a beautiful story. And I'm really actually interested in, I don't know the exact, like the difference between Chinese and Japanese acupuncture besides that what I've understood is that the, the needles are like much thinner and, and uh, I think it's also preferred <laughs> to use those yeah. needles here in Sweden, actually. Right. But what are the main, like, how did that branch out? Yeah, so I'd say the main differences I've noticed are it's much gentler. It's really working with the subtle body and our spirit and kind of aligning us with our highest self um, in addition to treating symptoms and whatever ailments the patient may be having. Um, and it's also, usually you don't go as deep with the needle. So it's, you know, maybe a quarter of an inch, half an inch. Um, it's, I've found it to be much more painless and um, more of like an energetic experience. And of course you can have that with Chinese medicine as well, but that was kind of what drew me to it initially. And I'd say, you know, this specific style of Japanese acupuncture, Kodatama is um, very much hands-on. So we do a lot of body work at the end of the treatment, a lot of abdominal massage, and we also use a lot of moxibustion. So those would be the main things I see as differences in my practice. 
Very interesting. And yeah, today we're going to talk about uh, springtime, uh, which sometimes we forget how much, I think here in, in northern parts of the world, like in Sweden, we do get really affected by the seasons because they're so strong. Like when we have winter, it's really winter. And when spring comes, it's really a shift. We can really feel it. And um, our moods shift, we feel differently. And also uh, when the light grows and we have lighter days and longer days, it also shifts our energy levels. So we're gonna talk about springtime and the wood element. Maybe we want to dive into this element and how it's connected to the spring, first of all. Yeah, absolutely. So the wood element is the element correlated with spring and um, it's associated with the liver and gallbladder organs. It is associated with the emotion of anger. Um, the flavor associated with springtime is sour the voice of springtime is shouting, which, you know, makes sense with the whole anger emotion thing. Um, and then the energy of spring is very young, very ascending, upward moving, and the weather associated with the wood element and the springtime is wind. So windy weather, you know, we can kind of imagine this big winds coming in in the spring that can kind of wrestle us up and very ascending energy in that way. Mm, yeah and when it comes to the like the organs that are connected to this element and that are affected to it how would you explain that yeah so you know when we think of springtime we think spring cleaning and you know we got to get our houses all ready for spring and clear them out but you know, it's not just for our houses, it's really for our bodies as well. And, you know, nature's doing the same thing, right? It's um, the flowers are blooming on the trees and everything's kind of cleaning house and sprouting. And so we can think of our organs doing the same thing is we're really re-examining everything that we've been contemplating during the more inward time of winter. And, um, you know, in order to kind of sort through all of that, we have to clean house and we have to make space for newness and creation and that like renewal rebirth energy to come through. Um, and so, you know, when we are in balance, that can be a really easy thing, very fluid and exciting. We feel creation and, you know, spontaneity and um, we're very imaginative. But a lot of the time, you know, most of us probably have some symptoms of imbalance that can come up during the spring as we're, as we're shifting through that old stuff that kind of has been settled in during the winter time. Mm, yeah. And when things start shifting also from like, th there's a clear shift because in the winter, and when it gets darker, we enter that yin time of like introversion and resting. And we, f we feel like more comfortable 
most of the time and especially in climate like in places in the earth on the earth where are where you have the cold and you have this darker time uh, and this shifts so much within us it's so clear how it shifts when it starts getting warmer and more bright outside so this is like when yeah you can really feel like the detoxing then we get we really get into like i think almost every time when we get into that season i feel like an urge to cleanse and like everything around me it, it can be cleansing of the mind it can be like it feels like something new starts and it's really interesting that in many traditions in the world that so when we have the spring equinox first of all that starts a new astrological year uh not from maybe from the chinese uh, astrological perspective but from the tropical perspective so we have aries coming uh, like that's that's like the first sign it's like when we're born so it's really a, a young energy and we have also if you look at the if we divide up the year into eight different seasons then we have the start of the first season at spring equinox and in my culture and tradition we also um, celebrate Nowruz, which is also it's like the birth of this the sun so it's really that energetic time so it can be really fun but it can also become stressful which is not good for our health and our uh, liver especially right we can become so it when we have a lot to do it's fun but it, it can we can also become tense from having a lot like we want to do everything and we want to start like living again and we need to be at different places um, yeah I think you're so right you know it's kind of like a shock to the system almost springtime it's like the lights are turned on and it's time to get to work and you know this is it's said that the transitions between seasons can be the hardest time on our bodies between all seasons um, and so you know in Chinese medicine it's recommended to at least if you're if you're not getting acupuncture regularly to at least get it once you know, a week or two before that seasonal shift to kind of fine tune any imbalances and make sure your body's ready for that transition. And so that's, you know, one recommendation I would make is just, you know, if you're not seeing your acupuncturist regularly to maybe book an appointment uh, this, this month, next month, as we're making that transition into spring. And, you know, in China, it's said that they, they used to only pay their doctors when they were sick or no, sorry, when they were, I think it's when they were sick because um, they were meant to be keeping them healthy all year long. And so, no, sorry, I got it backwards. They only paid them when they were well because they're preventing them from getting sick. Whereas now, you know, in Western society, we go to our doctor and pay them when we're sick. So basically the idea is we always want to be preventing these imbalances from happening and kind of staying ahead of that seasonal transition. 
Yes. Yeah, I've also heard this actually that uh, my teachers have also said that uh, when like a good doctor should not have uh, patients always coming back and, and feeling sick, like that's not su success at all. Right. It's more that you have, yeah, you can work uh, with preventative uh, things like not, not going to the doctor when you feel sick, like go when you are feeling good, you can still always do something to prevent or to just balance. Like sometimes we don't even know that we have an imbalance because it takes time before it manifests externally, right? Exactly. Yeah, so I think that's really good. So when we talk about the this type of person when it comes to the wood element how would you describe the the personality and the constitution of wood yeah absolutely so the person is if you think of a tree you know they have really strong roots you know thinking of the tree related to the wood element they have very strong roots and they're pulling this energy up from the ground very determined very creative, very upright, you know, determined people. Um, they can be very expansive and imaginative, um, but they can also, you know, be a bit rigid. If you think of wood, it can, you know, be stiff and not always bend, bends very easily. And so that can manifest sometimes as, you know, um, overly detail-oriented or more type A personality, um, you know, if they're more out of balance, then you can see more irritability and anger. Um, but yeah, mostly it's just, you know, envision that tree, that up, upward standing tree that's just determined and ready to bloom and ready to create and expand. Mm. And yeah, I'm thinking about also so we have the element and the, the two organs connected to the wood element. Um, how, because sometimes when we're talking about organs, people directly associate it with how they have learned what the organs do. But from a Chinese perspective, it's, it's very different. A lot of things are similar, but they're, they're, it's very different. Like, what is the liver in the Chinese medicine point of view? Right, yeah, I think we do take it so literally, um, but you know, even if you have your gallbladder removed, there's still the energy of the gallbladder in the body. It doesn't mean like that you no longer have that element. So it is so much more than just the physical organ, although that is part of it, that's just the physical manifestation. Um, you know, the liver energetically is very much related to this like free flowing idea of energy. It's called the free and easy wanderer, right? And so it's meant to have this fluid creative movement. And so the reason why ir irritability um, and like stress are related to the liver is because that free flowing movement can get stagnated and blocked very easily. 
Um, you know, we all have so much stress in our lives these days. And so that's why we see so much liver imbalance in almost every presentation. Um, you know, even if someone isn't an, a wood element person, they, they probably have aspects of a liver imbalance just because of the amount of stress that we all endure. And so, yeah, we want to really think of springtime as addressing these blocks and addressing this stagnation and not necessarily repressing the stress or anger or getting rid of it because stress and anger aren't bad. Um, you know, they can actually be a catalyst for change and a little is, is good, but you know, too much is when we end up with imbalance. So I think just really contemplating like what is too much for me and how can I set boundaries so that I don't, you know, reach that point too often and can keep my liver kind of in check and free flowing. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And really easy things and common things that we can like just find in ourselves if we are feeling like like you said also it's connected with uh, the emotion anger if we easily anger then we can know that there is some imbalance connected to the liver and if we like for many uh, women that have like period pains a lot of these are caused by the liver because there's a stagnation again like the stress and and this tension in the body and then yeah. Yeah, if you're feeling tense it's connected to the muscles and and tendons i think it's called in english mm -hmm. um, and so you can feel it in in the body in that way or it's also connected uh to when you see like these headaches, certain types of headaches are also connected to this. So there's a lot of small signs that people are walking around and having, but they don't know what it is. Right, yeah. So like you're saying, the main symptoms that happen when the liver element is out of balance um, is muscle, muscle tension, especially the neck and shoulders. That's a big mm -hmm. one. Um, sciatica can really flare in the springtime headaches, especially when they're on the sides of the heads, irritability. Uh, we just, I think we all kind of will start to feel a little bit more irritable and anger this time of year. It's just kind of the nature of the season. Um, and, you know, we can have vision problems because the liver is related to the eyes, definitely the menstrual irregularities, the PMS, the, you know, cramping, um, you know, we can have digestive issues sometimes like IBS, especially when it's alternating between um, diarrhea and constipation. And, you know, another thing that can really show up is when people are overly controlling, they're kind of just like, if you imagine something's very stagnated, they're just holding on for dear life and wanting to control the thing that's in front of them because they're scared to kind of let go and have that free flowing energy. Um, and then, you know, a few more things that can happen are the spring allergies, of course, uh, skin problems like rashes and acne, um, having more nervous and anxious energy and kind of that type A quality that I was mentioning. Um, 
you know, waking between the hours of 1 and 3 a.m. at night can be a sign that things are a bit imbalanced. And then lastly, just kind of this idea that you have a hard time relaxing and always need to be busy, kind of go, 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 do, do, do. And, um, you know, that's not always a bad thing because as we've said, you know, spring is a time of movement and the energy is rising. So there is kind of this, this momentum happening. And so I think it's good to, to use that movement and put it into action whether that's through exercise or creation, but I think it's also important to be able to sit in stillness and use that energy for more inward um, expansion as well. Yes, totally agree with that. And it's, I think this, this whole liver, um, thing so the gallbladder is connected to it um because the organs are divided into yin and yang organs so the liver is like the yin organs usually store and the, uh, there's always um another connection also we don't have to get into this now but like it's so important how also the organs work together because mm-hmm. if we're feeling like angry and irritated this can also go back a step you're not getting complete nourishment from the water element right uh, so if we're like it it it's sometimes we don't know where it started even <laughs> we can we can have like let's say the water element is weak within our body and it can't give nourishment to the wood it's just like in nature like trees can't grow without water so it's really uh, logical when we think about it that way and um, let's say we have gotten like we in Chinese medicine it's not only about the physical aspects it's also about like if we have a trauma where we we felt very scared in our lives. Um, this can not only affect the kidney; it can also then affect the liver, and it can be like this, like old trauma and wound that we haven't dealt with, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's such an important point to make because, you know, sometimes we can get caught up on um, just the manifestation that's presenting instead of really thinking back and and thinking about the balancing all of the elements and not just the one. So yeah, of course, always very important to make sure all of your elements are nourished and balanced. And so this is why we want to have this conversation today, right? So that we can focus on how do we stay healthy in each season so that the next season I'm, I'm feeling good. Um, for example, like if we really follow the logic of winter time to turn inward and stay warm and contemplate and, you know, eat more warming and nourishing foods, all of these things, then we're really setting ourselves up to feel amazing and healthy and vibrant in springtime. 
and they just, they keep cycling, right? So they just keep building off of each other, um, which is, yeah, why it's so great that we're, we're talking about this today to kind of then set you up for summer and, um, and it just continues, you know, with, with each season and with, with each transitional time. Yeah. And it's exactly, and the, the, this wood and the liver is so important for the heart. So that's like exactly what you're saying that how can we prepare the body in the best way then for the next season and how is there's also like you know the connection between uh the liver and the lung and mm -hmm. how how the lung is like or how is the emotion of sadness also affecting for example uh the the liver and yeah it's 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 a it's a really big system so everything is connected that's what we're trying to say like nothing is happening in like we how we usually think is like we put things into a box and now we change one aspect of our life or our, right. our lifestyle and then we think everything else will like of course when you work with one thing in your life it will affect everything else but then you also have to work a little bit deeper with what's been going on and i love what chinese medicine does that we we don't just look like what's happened the past few days weeks or months it, it can be years also like how where if you feel unbalanced in this element like wh where did it start right yeah and i think another thing that could be helpful is for you know anyone listening to kind of observe yourself at every seasonal change and maybe keep a journal and write down things you might experience in those transitional times and so maybe you do have more flare-ups of your symptoms in spring and fall so then you might want to tune into the wood element and the metal element a little bit more, or even like we're saying, look, look back one season and focus more on then your water element to um, protect your liver and wood element during the spring, springtime. And then if you're having fall issues, then to maybe look back one season in the summer and see, okay, well, what am I doing here that could then put me out of balance in the fall? Mm, yeah. And why do you think that, so I don't know if you've heard about this phenomenon that some people, you know, you can get like winter blues, but you can also get like springtime in these shifts from seasons. Why does it happen in the spring? Yeah, so I think something that's so important to recognize is every season has an emotion correlated with it. And so like you're saying, um, winter blues can happen because, I mean, there's definitely a lack of sunlight and a lack of movement, but I think the depression that comes with winter is more correlated with people that have a hard time accepting the nature of winter and the darker energy of it. Um, you know, some people want to just feel like it's summer all year long, but that's not reality. And so I think that's kind of where winter blues comes from for the most part. I mean, of course, there's seasonal affective disorder, which is a whole nother thing. But 
I think like the more we can lean into that solitude and quiet um, time, the less resistance we experience and the less depression we feel. And then the depression that comes with springtime, it, I think it's more of an anger, um, constricted depression, kind of like just angry with how things are. And so it's a different flavor of that because, you know, anger is the emotion of the wood element and the spring. And it can feel like more of a hopelessness or an overwhelm um, as we move into this more activated time. It's It can feel like too much. And so then people want to push it away and just kind of have that depression. So I think, I do think the depression always looks different in most seasons. Um, I don't know if that's your experience. Mm, yeah, definitely. That makes sense. And also that it can be, so some people might think and say now that, okay, I, I don't feel angry, but are you feeling irritated, frustrated? Mm -hmm. That's also connecting with this element and this, um, this organ so it can be more subtle if it's really anger like anger and you're acting then it's it's gone very far to to feel that or you get right. easily angered in traffic or when someone says something like it's not first of all we have to observe ourselves like we have to sometimes question why like stop and question before we react or after we have reacted like why did I react like that and if it it doesn't make sense then we can say that there is a stagnation or something going on in the body that is coming out and manifested as an emotion yeah absolutely and I you know I'd say if you are experiencing even those subtle feelings of anger or the full-blown anger there are so many ways to balance during the spring um you know find it the biggest thing i'd say is exercise movement you know movement really moves our chi in the body and helps the liver to spread that chi and have that free and easy wanderer mentality um you know putting your plans into action sometimes that overwhelm and depression can set in when we just can't take that first step or can't take, you know, that first action to towards our dreams and our goals. And so I think trying to scale down from like everything I have to do to just that next thing, like, what is the next thing I have to do? Can I check that off my list today? You know, kind of scaling down um, can help with that overwhelm. Also, you know, of course, focusing on eating a lot of green foods, all of the, you know, mustard greens, dandelion greens, sprouts, celery, cilantro, mint, spinach, all of the things that are coming into season right now, but especially green foods and leafy greens um, can be super helpful for the liver. And, you know, I like to talk about detoxifying a little bit this time of year, but it's, um, you know, it's kind of a loaded word these days because um, I would say spring and fall are the best times to cleanse. If you're going to, you usually don't want to do a cleanse in the middle of winter when things are just more inward and it just, it can really stir things up a bit too much. Um, but when I say cleanse, you know, I'm not a huge fan of like extreme juice cleanses or fasts or anything like that. But 
you know, you could try for maybe a week or two to just you know, take out some of the more common allergens like gluten, dairy, and processed sugar, you know, for a week or two and maybe take out alcohol and just kind of give your body a break and focus on more whole foods for that time. Um, it's a very gentle way to cleanse the body this time of year. Um, and then of course, taking care of the mind with meditation and yoga, um, you know, drinking plenty of water, maybe adding some lemon to that, because, you know, as we mentioned, the sour flavor is associated with this time of year. And so having a little bit of sour is great. Maybe every morning you can start with a cup of hot water with lemon. Um, and then, you know, most, I guess, second, most importantly, exercise, and then really dealing with any pent up emotions and any of that pent up anger by maybe calling a friend, journaling, um, using talk therapy, and just really focusing on self love and acceptance this time of year as we move through a lot of stuff, because it can it can feel like a lot as we're, you know, spring cleaning our, our body and our mind. Um, you know, and then of course, as I mentioned earlier, just seeking out acupuncture for your seasonal tune-up, um, at least four, four to five times a year between those transitional times is a great way to, to stay ahead of any imbalances that might show up. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I would love for you to share, uh, the breathing exercise that is good for this time and this element and this organ yeah of course so this is yeah also something we can do to stay in balance and to um, lessen stress or anger that we're feeling so what we're gonna do is sit in a comfortable position. Um, if you're standing or on a walk, then that's totally fine. You can do this as you're moving. Um, but we're going to place our hands over our liver area. So that's located under our right rib cage. And let's just go ahead and close our eyes and take a deep inhale through the nose. And exhale through the mouth. And we'll do that one more time. Deep inhale through the nose. And exhale through the mouth. So what we'll do is on the inhale, we'll envision the liver filling with this green healing energy since green is the color of the liver and springtime. So that's on the inhale, fill the liver up with green energy. And on the exhale, we're actually going to make a sound that sounds like shu, S-H-U. And we'll kind of elongate the U. So it's like shu. And this sound is actually the healing sound for the liver. So it's just a really nice way to give the liver a little bit of a little bit of a hug and just tell it that we're we're there for it and we're supporting it this season. So we'll run through this uh, nine times, and then at the end we'll just sit in silence for a few breaths. So let's close our eyes and inhale. Fill the liver with green healing light. Exhale. 
Exhale, let's make the sound together. And again, inhale. Green healing light. And exhale. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Green healing light. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Green healing light. Exhale, shoo. Inhale, green healing light. Exhale, shoo. And last round, inhale, fill with green healing light. And exhale, shoo. Bring your palms down to your lap, keeping the eyes closed, and let's just sit in the essence of that sound. And slowly opening the eyes. And that's it. That was really great. Thank you so much for sharing this exercise. I think it feels so good and calming. Yeah, it's amazing how, you know, nine rounds of breath can really shift your energy and just kind of calm everything down. Um, you know, even myself, I forget to do these things because, you know, maybe I have my meditation practice, but I think bringing in a few of these extra practices this time of year can be so helpful and um, helping with our transition during the spring. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing everything that you've shared and this exercise. I would love for you to also share how uh, people can find you if they want to connect with you. Yeah, of course. So as I mentioned, I am based in Boulder, Colorado. So if you are interested in receiving a treatment from me, you can visit my website at namahawellness.com. 
And then I'm also on Instagram and my handle is at Namaha Wellness. So those are probably the two best places to find me. Um, and yeah, I just hope, you know, everyone has a beautiful spring and that everyone embraces the new beginnings and um, the gentle detoxifying and the real creation and enthusiasm that can come with this season um, by practicing the things that we've chatted about today. Mm. Yes, thank you so much. And do you have any last thing you want to share before we end? Um, I guess I'll just share, uh, you know, anytime we talk about these things, it can feel maybe foreign, like what does this all mean? But it's really just anytime we're sharing this knowledge, it's to help remove uncertainty and remove fear of the unknown. And so when we have this information, it allows us to live our life more frictionlessly and more at ease. Um, and so, yeah, if you're interested in diving more into these elements, you know, there's so much information out there. And you, of course, can always reach out to Shireen and I to chat more about these um, wonderful theories. Yeah, definitely. And I'm so grateful that you took your time to share your wisdom here today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm so glad we've connected and we're able to share this uh, topic today together. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I love talking to Rachel and I will have her back talking about the other seasons and elements as well so we can balance and start working with nature to also feel the healthiest and most vital that we can. So if you want to connect with Rachel, you can find the show, her links in the show notes and also the links to my book if you want to read more about it and pre-order it. I'm so grateful for everyone who leaves reviews on iTunes. It helps others to find this podcast. So if you do, please let me know. I always read through them. And I'm so grateful for, for everything that you bring to this world. So let's take a deep breath in through the nose. And exhale out through the mouth. And namaste. Namaste.